Here we go, spring of 2021. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode number 108. We'll get into the week four whitetail report. Jed is heading out west. Weston went squirrel hunting, and I have almost a daylight picture of a shooter buck and jed got up close and personal with the legit shooter buck on public so week three of whitetail hunting in wisconsin bow hunting how you guys doing wesson's back good good to be back jed's here but he's about to leave weston had to pick up jed on the way here because jed has to get new tires for the trip out west yep Nothing nothing like uh, last-minute plans, you know. <laughs> the second Jed got in the car, Weston locked the doors and would not let him get back to his house to, to drive out here to do the podcast with separate vehicles because he wants to have control over Jed's schedule for at least four hours. Yeah, well, I blame you for this because you've been controlling his schedule for so long that he's like, <laughs> oh, I get a chance to do this? Fuck yeah, I'm going to see what it's like being in the driver's seat. Literally. I don't accept see, that see what I criticism. I don't accept it. That's fine. I wasn't asking you to. Not a planned. The fuck it wasn't. Not a planned kidnapping, but it seems to be working in my favor. <laughs> really nice when just random things like that work out happen. for you. Yeah. Yeah, you're coming up with some stuff lately. Like you got some issues. Well, oh. I think it's because he's a dad now. <laughs> He's got a double. He's a, well, he's a double dad, now. right? Just balls Triple deep dad. in the daddom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you missed last week because you were being a dad. Yeah. Even though you're the one that's scheduled. Okay. That you're is. You're the funny. one that's scheduled, and then you're like, "Oh wait, by the way, it's my daughter's <laughs> birthday." So you were just so well. Okay. Dumb, dumb. Here's, here's what happened about missing your daughter's was, birthday. Uh, yeah, that was that was on me. But it was a uh, no text was like nothing ever over the weekend about Monday, so like everybody must have obviously forgot about it. Well, because it's a consistent thing. I don't know. And then it, I believe the text was on Tuesday. Yeah, it was. And it was like, yeah, tomorrow. Does tomorrow work? And I was like, oh yeah, tomorrow works. It's fine. It works. Wait. Thursday. And then I was like, just kidding. Not daughter's second birthday. Better not miss that. <clears throat> So. Except he used her actual name, and I was just like, oh, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Hazel's I thought birthday. he was, like, just kidding, but I didn't no, realize. I for sure was just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, Jed might not actually know her name. <laughs> it is hard to remember everyone's kids' names. Right. Dude, yeah. there's getting to be a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. We'll never forget Waylon. I also freeze no, in the I'm a big fan of that. I freeze in the moment for a while, too, like yeah. when I'm interacting. Like, hey there, sport. <laughs> Pal. What's going on there, kid? The amount of times I run into people in public and just blank on their name completely, even it's though getting, I know that I know them. Yeah, like, and I know who they are. Well, I just a, cannot remember their always, fucking uh, name. It's always buddy for me, like if I forget. Like, oh, hey, buddy, how you doing? And they're like, what? It's the worst thing is they're like, Weston, what's going on? I'm like, 
Hey, it's like, hey man, how's it going? I go with man a lot. Man works. No, yeah, no, man's man's a solid. Mm-hmm. Man's good. Must I'm not gonna good. say what I do oh, because I, I do that then too. Yeah, I do. It's a woman. <laughs> that yeah. Hey, lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girlfriend. <laughs> what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kidnapped Chad here, so it's good. Do you think we were rough on you during the podcast? No, like last I week? actually like it was. Was it a good level? Yeah. I mean, I giggled about it because it was like, oh, yeah, Weston's not here because he's a piece of shit. Just kidding. It's his daughter's birthday. And then it was towards the end. It was like, uh, you know, he actually has got to have some thick skin for, like, coming here every week. He goes, I don't know, Jed. Like, I don't know why he comes here every week. Well, I don't. He just gets belittled. He goes, must be, he said something about it. must be where he's from. You're like the, something like no that. offense if we got one of these guys listening because you might, but... <laughs> And you you do have a, you have a brain that I can't comprehend. You're like the D3 wrestler who never starts but wrestles all four years <laughs> in college. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you are just you, – you, it's like something in you just well, wants to the, get beat on. Here's the deal. It's just good to get out of the crazy house, you know, every once in a while, even if, it, even if I have to get – be a little, be yeah, a little so bit. I was talking to people about that this weekend. We're getting to the point now where we have to like make big deals out of things to schedule them to lock them in because that is like more acceptive in a family setting. Yeah. Like, hey, got something going on Wednesday night. Yeah. Because like, oh, what fantasy football draft? Yeah. Okay. Well, since you told me two weeks ago and we had it like scheduled. It's fine. Obviously, yeah. We accept. Well, like, like that's the that's the conversation I had. I have had. She's like, well, I wish you would give me more than like a twelve-hour notice. I'm like, well, I just yeah, I can't. I just. So is this the is this the evolution of why? So yeah, we just little holidays schedule. get celebrated so aggressively, like Memorial Memorial Day, Labor Day, July Fourth. Is that why? Because like, hey, adults got to the point where like we need to start making plans because oh, yeah. it's just more yeah. socially acceptable. To like, no, like, oh, this day is de- designated for this. So we have an excuse yeah. to do whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like having a schedule. So we almost, huge. it pisses me I like so that bad. you guys do, yeah, I don't really like them, but I like that you guys do the mega hunt thing. So yeah. you, the, Weston has a hunt that they like name, and then they, everyone has to come for a weekend and like stay overnight and stuff, right? Yeah. This year was a little different because it got scheduled kind of last minute with other things happening. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the turnout that we normally have. Like, normally it's like. But it's a requirement that everyone has to stay overnight and like. On 80 acres, everyone has a stand. It makes me want to puke from a hunting standpoint. But from a camaraderie standpoint, it sounds cool. Yeah, and that's like a requirement. Right, like yeah. they have to like stay the night, one night or something. And yeah, like, like a lot of people stay place cards. in and around <clears throat> where it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming to realize that that has to be almost a rule of things in order for everyone to comply. Yeah, and like it was like it's you know you don't hunt that hard. Either. I'm getting sick and tired of doing drive days or doing deer drives during gun season. Everyone's like, I gotta get going, I gotta get going, I gotta get going. Yeah, so now we like get a schedule 90, now. Yeah. Lock it into the schedule. Lock it in now. <laughs> like, people take off work Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah, last year we did Saturday, Sunday. 
And you can get Monday, Tuesday off. That those are the best days. Was well, going to be a different animal for me this year? Working the old yeah, you'll be free, right? Private sector. <clears throat> well, we'll see. You know. <laughs> well, you gotta be free that week. Yeah, I mean. That's like my number one goal in business right now is that I have to be free the week of gun season because of only I want to try to depend- create a camaraderie type setting. Weather permitting. And a tra- tradition. Weather permitting. <clears throat> we might still be working, but it would only be Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, unacceptable. Not gonna be able to make it. What? So I'm saying it has to be. Oh, you get you. I yeah, you can't. Because then it's like obviously I'm not working Thanksgiving, and then obviously I can't work the day after Thanksgiving. No, that's insanity. But used to. I've never done it. Yeah, always had Friday off. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, your company was like, yeah. do you pay for Friday too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no fuck no. <laughs> no, but, no pay. Not even. Well, you have holiday pay, obviously. No. If you have off on a holiday, you don't get paid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. No. No, we don't. So, like, Christmas? No. You have no paid holiday? No. What the fuck? That's insane. Anyways. Just pay the big bucks. <laughs> you don't got to get paid. Yeah. for it, dude. It is, that is the trade-off, I think. It's kind of... Yeah, correct. Just seems odd. But. Yeah, but I mean, like... No, nah, that's what, the way things should be. When you think about it, yeah, the concept of paid vacation to me is so fucking foreign. And it's just like, what, wait, what, huh? And then in the, like, in the construction business, like, how are they supposed to, like, bid that into a job? Like, where is that money supposed to come from? I mean, it makes sense for every business model. To not do that? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm so, totally I, confused. I like that they, they just... I'm totally confused who the fuck... That. Convince somebody that that's an okay thing. Well, <laughs> like I'm confused. That's that's the employee stuff. That's that's uh, people wanting. Yeah, I get it. I just well, like, I yeah, just don't understand. Cookie cutter that's systems. Like an, I just don't understand. Like who act? Like who was the first domino to fall? There? This is an incentive to work here. And then who else like just decided to jump on board? Because like clearly now it's an accepted thing. Yeah, I just don't understand trading, the evolution. You're essentially trading dollars per first, hour. First, like front end money. Yeah. To someone essentially make a schedule and tell like like let you know how that money is going to be spent mm-hmm. because they assume that the majority of people are, can't control themselves <laughs> to save money for uh, health needs or save money for a time if they didn't work for two weeks. You know what floors so it's me? It's like it's like budgeting people. What like think about it. what really floors me, though, about like paid time off, is now it's at the. Like people have to put in for that, and it can get denied. Yeah, that was I had a big issue with that. In, like I can't, I, was I can for sure not wrap my mind around that because I like couldn't. I do not ask for time off. Like at right. my job, it's a fair like, trade. Like I don't ask for it. It's just like, hey, I'm not going to be here these days. Yes, you, you do. You have to, but I'm not going to be here these right. days. Yeah, well, it's a little different if you're not getting paid. Right. That I know that. Right. That's, that's what a I'm saying. Relationship. Right. Like I could not. Well, then you're more picky and choosy about your days off too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, then you're not going to be just wasting days either. Oh, God, no. Right. No sick time either. No built-in sick Mm-mm. days, obviously. Dude, it's the trade of this. They're saying we're going to pay you a lot more money. You have to manage your money on your own, though. Yeah. That's all, like, that like cookie-cutter type no working income. No money. Yeah. Okay. Because it sucks when you realize that, like, 
Well, I mean, I'm in, even that, I'm in that boat now. Your, your situation, too. You're, it's going to suck when you're like, oh, God. So, like, taxes is a season that I lose money. <laughs> yeah, versus Because you're conditioned you that you get a check right. for so long. Yeah. I'm excited for that. It'll be fun. Because you're probably feeling good right now. Like, Ooh, yeah. Feeling good. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm... Feels good. Taking the necessary steps to be ready for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is good. Well, is I would hope so. <laughs> Can you imagine having to borrow money at tax time? Because you're just dumb and didn't like think about well, it. Well, I've seen it a lot. I mean, Business yeah, owners. it happens a lot. I don't know how it happens, but it does. Yeah, I I've can't known, imagine. I've known people that have had, uh, well, yeah, it's almost tanked them. Yeah. It's because it's because um, it it really is not that. It's just a it's it's a. So a lot of people who run a business are so en- encompassed in it, like so in, in the business that just they can't even fathom wasting any brain energy on thinking of something like that. Sure. And then money's just flowing through. Money's flowing through. They're not exactly more, like managing it properly. And then, yeah, everyone, it's like always like, a, well, I learned how taxes worked <laughs> type thing. Thanks, public school education. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I've talked to people before where it's almost buried them because if you run lean and you're not properly tracking things, and or maybe if you took too much out personally and spent it on non-things that aren't mm-hmm. deductible, yeah. <laughs> you're sitting there at the end of the year like, wait a second. Fuck! It's it, gonna, I, I, it is sell it, that said thing that I had already bought. I can't. I can't say I understand it either. It does. It's all. I mean, it's like in the back of my head all the time. But for some people, it isn't. Some people are just blind, and but that's also why a lot of people are good at. It's the same type of person who all of a sudden scales a business like goes like five x in a year. It's also because they've never done the volume. They don't know how to handle yeah. the money that's coming in. Like they just like the last thing on their head is taxes. Anyways, how are you guys doing with hunting? Good. You went squirrel hunting, huh, Weston? Yeah. I mean, just very – I put a new little uh, scope on the old 22, sighted it in, said, hey, let's go shoot some squirrels. Shot a couple. What a story. Mitchell, Mitchell won a, uh, a Henry lever action 22 from a tavern. Seems so like those are the only things that are – I have one of them in a box. My mom won. I've never even taken it out. That's pretty sick. It is I, sick. I have, little, little I have one. Boy. Oh, see, mine's not Golden Boy. I wish it was. I just want to keep it in the box, I think, for like 50 years and then break it out. Yeah. See, I, I bought one at a, uh, a, what was it, Athletic Booster Club auction. Sure. Um, And I haven't shot it yet. What is the issue with that? I haven't shot that one either. It's I don't sit it in the box. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I took mine out of the box and put it in the gun cabinet, and I like, <laughs> I like, like two or three times a year, I take it out and I like run the lever on it. You know, like I'm a cowboy. I feel like it's like, gonna be sick when I take I'm kind of jealous of gun more gunny people. Like I don't, I just don't get much joy out of shooting guns, and it sucks. Yeah. But I kind of do. Like I like shooting well, like, trap, yeah. but I'm never the person to like set the trap thing up. Although we have all the trap stuff, I really should just get into that more. But my shoulder hurts then for a couple of days. Yeah. Ah, you gotta get past that. Yeah, you, you get just a keep callous on that. Yeah. You're good at trap. You're you you. 
I admire that about Jed. He makes sure he makes time. He shoots trap every week. He shoots bow every week at a bow shoot thing. I think we're always wrapping around to the fact that you need to be around like-minded people as much as you can. And the more type of get-togethers and stuff we can do evolves around hunting, the better the better it'll be. Right. I like those bow shoots. Go down and have a couple beers after you're done shooting. Oh, see, that's my least favorite thing to do after a bow shoot. I do it what every do time. Do? I do it every time. What do you want to do? Well, just, like, get the fuck out of there. and You have... go down there because you just want to work on it. You don't even like the interaction with people. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> that's like, guys' least favorite part. But, like, he every goes time. He shoot his bow, not for the camaraderie. Yeah, every time you get done with a bow shoot, you, like, have I've... a... You have a beer and a brat and sit down and add yeah, it up, like and golfing. then all of a sudden you're like halfway through adding it up, and whoever you're there shooting with is like, well, another one? And it's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like three deep, and then you go home, and you're like, ain't stopping now. So <laughs> the fucking rest of your day is shot, you know? I kind of want to get a little. Oh, you're talking like a like a 3D shoot, not just yeah. uh, like a league. Right. I kind of want to get a little bow shoot going on out here. I would The night we record a podcast, and then after the podcast, people come out. We have a fridge of beer. Pay a dollar a beer. What's a thirty pack of old milk cost? Eighteen bucks. <clears throat> no. Yeah. People sixteen ninety nine. People oh, donate a dollar a beer plus tax. Dollar a beer, everyone's happy. Weston can be the beer bitch. Why not give me the beer bitch? Why not? I'll keep fifty. Why bucks. not? Because you're you're the one traveling. You go buy a quick trip on the way here. Why can't you just swing in? You can take five extra minutes. I'm gonna hand you the money. <laughs> I think he thought you meant that he was I'm gonna be the, the beer bitch. Well, because like I said you're a beer bitch, meaning that I was gonna attack you. No, no that like he he has to be, be like the guy bartender. like running oh, around no, making no, no, sure no. everybody has a beer. I just said there'd be an open fridge. You, you put a dollar because you can't sell it. Freak. People can only donate. Right. But if you aren't donating, you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna be you're that guy. Out. Oh, you said donation. You said I didn't have to. Like okay, you don't tip the waiter either. Yeah. Get out of here, guy. Like I'll, I mean, I'll drive the freaking Ranger around, and I'll be the beer cart guy. We'll have a cooler back well, there. Well, we don't want to insult you. Are you okay with that? Well, if they tip, I'm fine. I don't think that's gonna <laughs> don't be needed. Need tips. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying in the tobacco shed. It's the exact same size as the, as the place that we go. It's probably longer. You could get a longer shot in there, can't you? Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, and you just, just do summer months, and <laughs> you could set something up outside. But I don't. I mean, we'll see how big it gets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you were saying like. A, Around the farm tour with 3D targets. I would maybe a weekend. I'd be down for that. Like a weekend event. Yeah. I like that. Do yeah. I think fun- it's a perfect could, place for this. Well, we could do it as a fundraiser. Yeah, we can. There's That's an, fine. I'd be good with that. Yeah, listen, buddy. <laughs> everything's a tax write off. <laughs> First rule about taxes. Everything you can write off everything. Yeah. Just kidding. What's your, Take what's it your easy. What, what? You got 3% chance of getting audited? Whatever. I'll risk it. <laughs> so well, they're yeah. coming after you because you're like a, just a normal dude trying not to have a normal job, and they're gonna come after you. Hard. You're like, a, you're like a ten and a nine employee. And like, you're the one that would get audited. So I, yeah, we shot a couple squirrels. Well, it's a huge uh, accomplishment for you that you actually even were able to shoot a squirrel. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> no. Yeah, you know I. Just I shot squirrels okay, here's the deal. No, I doubt it. I feel like check my Instagram. I feel like we. <laughs> Weston Squirrelers. I can't because give it's it, down, dude. Give it a follow. True. <laughs> I feel like we bag on Weston a lot, and one place that I don't feel like we should bag on Weston is his shooting ability. Yeah. Because from what I've seen, 
he can actually shoot way better than I had anticipated him being able to shoot. <laughs> I remember the first time. What, story. what are you talking about? When did he shoot anything? Oh, not like actually well, turkey killing killed, things. Kill turkey this spring. That was surprising. <laughs> no, but like I've seen him shoot. Well, mainly it's his bow. Oh, yeah, watching him do target practice? Yeah. yeah. Like the first time yeah, I ever watched him shoot a, a bow like at a target. A, this is what I was going to say. We went to the bow league, and I'm, like, shooting, and I can notice Jez, like, watching me, and I get, like, closer to him, and he goes, you're actually way better at shooting your bow than I thought you would be. Yeah, I, I, like, well, I, I do it a lot. thought he was going to be but terrible at it. I mean, you would fall apart when the time comes. So well, History has shown that I do. Yeah. <laughs> Except for this year. I'm a horrendous target shooter. Yeah, bad. The thing is, I, I expected just, him to be worse than you. You <laughs> and he's not. <laughs> like I, I can't control my like hyperventilating and shaking of my legs. Is what really gets yeah gets me. Oh, it's a real thing. I experienced that this weekend. But then, like a Taylor, obviously, there's like people that can like control it and then just wait till they're done <clears> and then they start doing the old shake. Like I can't control it. I don't know how. It, I feel like it just has to happen more. Yeah, experience will make it better, I think. I guess I don't know. But I, I've had a weird knack. Just, just a lot. But I've missed a lot of shots, like a, a dull. But I've had a knack of locking it in with bucks, except the, the one. That I wounded. And I'd say. It was a great shot in the moment. If you, but you just took a step, like well, I just missed, rushed it. You missed that buck last year. Gun hunting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe shot. <clears throat> Wasn't meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I did. Yeah, that might be, like, the first legit, like, mature buck that I've missed. But then I made up for it. Are you talking about that buck? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the buck that I shot. Well, allegedly. No, I did miss a buck on a drive, though, last year. Okay. Well, I was talking about. What are you that, talking about? The one that was killed. <laughs> oh. That Joe killed. Yeah, you're right. Well, the, no, both bullets went through the same hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that yeah. weird situation. That was uh, – I still actually am not 100% sure on who killed it because mm. there's no way that the bullet – So, anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, like I'm a pretty good target shooter because there's not a lot of pressure for that. So, you know that you have issues with pressure? Yeah, but I was pretty, I was pretty satisfied with myself. I stayed very calm. With the turkey this year. And I think it just because I had had quite a few more turkey encounters. Yeah, the amount of times you do something, you're going to be better at it. It's the biggest thing. I don't know. I don't seem to be getting better at shooting mule deer with a bow. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Turkeys with a long bow. Our buddy uh, but then you murder Steve. I talked to him on the phone the other day. Steve's been on the podcast a few times. He has Steve a mental also. block with shooting elk with a bow. Oh. He missed... He said he missed three times this year. This is like the fifth year in a row. Yeah, dude. It's like, and he's like, I have nothing. There's nothing that I can say. We're talking about like a, I'm like, cause I told him, I'm like, that's a pretty good opportunity for you, honestly, because you're not, you don't exactly fail at anything in life right, right now. Well, like, and you're he's successful a at business. Very successful hunter. Somehow overall. good hunter, freak, health person. So he's just. Super, well, that's probably his problem. Yeah, well, but he, too but he's healthy. super, super yeah. too healthy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I'm like, 
have you thought about that? Like the effect, like the kind of the cool challenge of it just, you don't get, sometimes you can be successful at everything. And then this is like the thing that messes with you. And it's awesome. So hunting's awesome. No, I disagree. I think hunting was way more awesome when I was Mr. Automatic. Because I went through like an eight-year stretch where if I drew my bow back, it died. Yeah, you were feeling good with that compound. Yeah. And I went and fucked it all up with a longbow. Did you regret the longbow switch? No. Talk to me, Do you in, think th- you'll talk to me in three more years. Yeah. If I'm still struggling in three years, yeah, I'm going to hate it. So you're just never going back to the longbow? I don't know. So what do you think you're doing? Have you have you even shot it? This you don't. Year you can't no. notice anything in target practice, so it has to be something in the moment. Yeah, it's got to be something in the moment. Hmm. I don't. I, well, I never used the wrong pin until this year. <laughs> and I fucking did it twice. <laughs> that yeah. is just yeah. And it's a few funny. years. You didn't have to look down that pin site. Hmm. I said for a few years you didn't look down yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a foreign concept to me you now. Well, and you only got like thirteen of them in there. Well, seven. So. But like, I need them all. I could so. see where you get them. Jumbled. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, I if I was off by, like, four, I could see it. Yeah. What? Well, no. Yeah. I also feel like Longbow is so, um, like, in there, like, you just, it's all feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Whereas Compound is. Technique. Well, well it's yeah, a totally it's different. Like precision. It's a technical. totally different, like, mechanic. Yeah. Like, you don't really necessarily need to have instinct to shoot a compound. No. No, like you can just, yeah. It's like a girl, no offense to girls, or, or a guy that never have hunted before, but they get trained properly in day one of shooting a bow can probably shoot it well. A compound. Yeah. Like it takes months of practice to become adequate with a longbow, I feel like. Well, I, I don't know. I let. Well, you killed a few animals. Yeah, you? but it, like no you just felt like you couldn't get over a hump. <sighs> like you obviously progress, progress, progress. No Nebraska turkeys. Though. And then you just couldn't Nebraska get turkeys. to like where you felt extremely proficient in it. Yeah, and like, and it just comes like there comes a point where it's just like okay, is the is like the risk of wounding a deer with not the best technology that I am legally allowed to use really worth the jollies that I get from it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that end though? That's my same. Well, I, with, I with, get it. With like, crossbow. I don't know. Is that my next move? I'm curious about that. I doubt it because they're heavy and I don't like, yeah, I don't like carrying them. Yeah. I don't, it, it's a lot of movement. It's, it's, it's different. It's, it's unnatural. Yeah. Because it's too wide, so it's not like a gun. I, I honestly don't feel comfortable with a gun in a tree, though, either. It's just that movement is weird. I feel like you're moving way more versus a bow where you keep everything right in your chest. And then, like, it's just a smooth motion where, like, a gun, you're like, you I don't know. I feel like, don't do you feel like that? Well, there's just way more movement going on. Like, like I feel a, uncomfortable no, with a gun in a tree stand. In a tree no, stand? I don't feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable with a gun, actually. Really? Yeah. Because, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm moving so much with a gun. See, like a crossbow would be well. Worse. Here's the deal. I I seem to set up my gun stands like a little bit backwards of bow stands, so that I'm like where I expect the action to happen is like almost behind me, 
so that I can use the tree. To hide yourself. Well, more so that I can oh, use so the can tree use as like a, as a rest. Yeah. Like I like clamp my hand to the tree and then have the gun resting on my mm. hand clamp. Do you sit saddling the tree ever? Do I what? Do you ever sit backwards in a tree stand and saddle a tree? No. Well, yes. In a ladder stand, I will. I use like the the shooting rest as like a backrest. You do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too big. I ain't deer hunting. Mm-hmm. With a gun? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not trusting those little bolts to hold me. You, yep. are, I'm sure. Yeah, I have. <laughs> it's never even crossed my mind not to trust them. I mean, guy hasn't broke much stuff. Correct. With his body. Correct. Also, like, <laughs> with a climber, I would do that a lot with a climber, too. Like, you know, the rail that yeah. goes around, I just, like, sit on that. Nice. Facing backwards or whatever. So you had a, a high-intensity moment. I did. It was, like, a high-intensity probably, like, 45 seconds to a minute. Ding, 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 ding. Our first mature buck encounter possibility of shooting situation of the year by Jed Domke. Saturday morning, morning hunt, foggy, warm, mm-hmm. drizzly. Humid. Felt humid. like fourth or fifth season turkey hunting. Public land, minimal wind, going in blind. Let's take it from there. So I went in... Uh, See, I had off Friday and didn't really have any real plans of hunting Friday morning because I had a pile of stuff that I had to get done. And then I was just like randomly tossing and turning on the couch because I never made it to bed that night. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, I might as well go do something productive. So I poured some coffee and went for, for a little ride. And... Uh, I just happened to drive by a little piece of public that, like, I knew about and had never set foot on, and it, like, spoke to me. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go there tomorrow morning. Um, like, I can't believe that I've never been here. What did it say to you? It was like, hey, Hunting. buddy, get the fuck over here. Yeah, just spend stuck some time. Yeah. It, it just, like, the way that the leaves were turning, it just looked so fucking beautiful. And it just, I was just like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta spend some time there. So Saturday, um, I went in there blind. I was kind of mad at myself for not having walked it at all Friday, but had stuff to do, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, you just never know. Cause a place like that, you're going into a weekend possibly hasn't been on. No one's even stepped foot on for at least a few days. So it'd be hard to go in there day before and walk everywhere too yeah that's true <clears throat> well especially now that i know what happened yeah like yeah. glad i didn't i guess maybe um so it's not a very big chunk uh it's just a woods that wraps along a creek and then ends at a cornfield um but there's like the, this weird little crp patch that's in between the cornfield and the woods and uh i got to an inside corner of the woods and I was like, yep, like this, except I don't like that uh there's no trees here that I actually want to climb. So I just sat on the ground for like the first mm, forty five minutes of light. And then once it was actually light enough to really see, I was like, Yeah, maybe I should climb that tree. So then I did. I I got up into a tree for like another hour. Nothing. 
saddle. Yeah, a couple squirrels. No deer movement. I was just like, all right, I'm going to get down. I'm going to walk this whole piece. Um, I want to know exactly how it lies for, you know, later later sits. See what the deer sign looks like. So I walked the entire wood line. Didn't really love it, but didn't really hate it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, old rut sign which kind of turned me off. And then uh, I was like, well, I have to go check out this, this like, fence row that uh, borders this standing cornfield because come rut, like, it makes total sense for any deer to, like, instead of taking the long walk around the woods to just cut up and over right there. And uh, I want to see if I can get a saddle in any of the trees on the, on the fence line. And as I'm cutting up through the uh, through the CRP, I start seeing beds and a lot of trails and some old old rut sign. I'm like, okay, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. And I get almost to the to the fence line, and it's like a weird. It's not like normal CRP. It's like weird shoulder to head high stuff with like I don't even know what kind of bushes they are to be honest with you. They're not. Honeysuckle, probably. They're not honeysuckle, though. It it looks more like buckthorn than honeysuckle. Is it buckthorn? I don't think it is. Well, are they coming up like in clumps of like tall, thin, causing like a canopy. Yeah, but like, but it didn't look exact. It, like it didn't look like the buckthorn that's in your woods. But maybe it is. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a, mm, like two short bus parked side by side size bush right on right on the fence line that uh all of a sudden i hear i hear deer blow out of and one of them went into the corn so i'm guessing that's the one that saw me and then there was another one that like bounded out down into the crp and all i could see was his rack and i was just instantly like oh my god that is a fucking shooter um, I think it was an 11 or 12. Well, I know it was an 11 pointer. I think it was a 12 pointer, um, out past his ears, good mass. And I was like, well, yeah, I got to try and make a play on this guy. So I, I didn't even have an arrow knocked at this time. So I knocked an arrow, um, got my range finder out. All I could see was his rack range, his rack 39.1 yards. Did you not have an arrow not cost you anything? No, okay. it did not. Um, he had no clue that I was like, he knew something was up obviously, but like he didn't have me pinpointed. He didn't, he had no idea where I was or anything like that. Um, so he like takes a few steps, you know, I can just see his rack looking around in the old, what the fuck is going on here? motion um he takes a couple steps and i can see his white patch and i was like god damn 40 yard white patch shot like nope not interested in that risky oh yeah terrible well that and like can you imagine trying to find your arrow after like just sailing it into the abyss of (laughs) like head high crp grass get fucked um one, not happening, and two, not interested in, like, having to spend the next two hours looking for it. And that crossed your mind? It. Yeah. Dude, them broadheads are, like, fucking 75 bucks a three-pack. 
So anyways, um, like, yeah, if it was a 20-yard shot, like, probably would take it. Right. But, like, 40. At, at 40, no. Like, you're, you're aiming at the end of a beer can. Like, no thanks. Yeah. And a, a lot of time for him to. Oh, yeah, duck, dive. Whatever. What is it? Dodge, dodge duck, di- dip, dodge, dive, and dodge. Dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge, yeah. Dodge, um, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. So he takes a couple more steps and gets behind another one of these big giant clumps of whatever they are. We'll just call them buckthorn. Gets behind another giant pile of buckthorn. And uh, then it started to feel like I was moose hunting. Like I was, like I was transported to an Alaskan moose hunt. That's what I felt like, because it was like really tall brush, can't really see shit, moving around. Like it was perfect cover because it was a rainy morning, quiet. I, I just slipped to the other side of this bush, and I was I was like, oh, Buck started I, w- doing I wish. That. Um, <laughs> and he is just like moving downhill, still parallel to me at forty yards, and uh, I can see his rat coming. I'm like, oh, he's going to actually, like, he's on a path to take him to some, like, shorter brush. Come to full draw. He stops. I think I can make out, like, his the outline of his front shoulder, but I'm, like, not positive. So I take a sidestep. Then he kind of, like, looks in my direction. Then I'm like, oh, fuck. He jigs up. Then he takes a few more steps. And his shoulder for sure gets into some clear stuff. And I made a cardinal sin of matting at a deer that was on high alert because I wanted him to stop right there. And when I went mat, he just didn't even hesitate and just four big bounds over the hill. And it was just like, well, you know better than to try and grunt stop a deer that's on high alert. Like you deserve for this to go exactly how it went. So he like bounded four times, stopped. I could just see the top of his rack still. Then he didn't wait around very long, probably like another two or three seconds, bounded out of sight, got off the public land, and I was just like, well, this is going to have to get chalked up as a loss for right now, and got out of there. First of all, awesome job getting out there, getting your nose dirty, getting out in the weeds, literally. Yep. It's what it takes. Warm morning. When you said you were hunting that morning, and I was I was out standing outside. I'm like, what a freak! <laughs> I think I messaged you. I was like, you keep doing shit like this, you're gonna run into some shit. Or maybe I was thinking it and ran into some shit. I did. Yeah, already. I'm like, you yep. just keep grinding. Well, that's what consistently yeah. you will fall into things, and you're being smarter. Like you were pretty smart about it, honestly, because you didn't feel a wind, but there supposedly was a southeast wind. They had their back to a large ag field that runs to the south, to the north is the public. Big ridge system. Makes a lot of sense. The thick CRP stuff is obviously an old pasture or something, so it's like an extension of that field at some point. So there's inside corners. There's a lot of, move, there's a lot of um, cover in there, and there's a lot of structure. And you circled down below them and actually came up at them, which is why you probably – I know you felt no wind, but most likely – they were bedded there with their back to that field with some sort of advantage like that. Correct. Number one, maybe because you wouldn't even expect thermals to be rising on a morning like that. No, I would assume not. Yeah, you. Yeah, right. So they had to be getting something off that sure. field. They were. Likely. They were. Yeah, they were looking <clears throat> to where I came from. It's crazy how tight they were to that field too. I mean, they're taking. They were literally twenty. Like 
they're they are probably ten yards from the food source they eat all night. Yep. And they just popped. They probably just popped right in there. I don't. I I, I doubt. People say they button hook into their their uh, beds and maybe. Yeah, not there. I don't think. I think there they just literally. But maybe step it was off only like forty and... yards because it's so thick in there. Like all they have to do is circle down around like forty yards and they just yeah, pop back that's in. That's true. But they come in off like they're guaranteeing they're coming in off that field. Oh yeah. They haven't been pre- they, if I they feel haven't like been pressured. No doubt. Yeah, I don't think they like came from the creek bottom and like worked all the way up to that field edge. Yeah. I've seen. I guess what's what is the. If you wish you could do anything differently, would there be? Not you can never adding. act with knowing anything is there, obviously. But do you think you made? Do you think you weren't expecting something like that to happen? So maybe you weren't as vigilant. But I mean, you were in the shot. You were in the spot. That, that was no, a, that was a dream opportunity. Possibly, yeah, it was close. for sure. <clears throat> um, no, because where they were bedded, like I don't think. Had you considered deer bedding on that brushy fence line? No, I I had not. Yeah. Like I was strictly going up there to scout out a spot to hang a stand for rut hunting. I was like once the corn's gone, this is the short like this is a essentially a pinch point between two big woods. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of standing cornfield. Right. Even, yeah. I was like deer in the rut are going to cut like just So who knows, maybe they line. maybe they didn't even need to win advantage. With standing corn there, I'm like, where are you? Where are you concerned? You know, right. Most likely, there's something coming through there, but yeah, no. I I wonder if that's you're the first person that's bumped them. Then that's yes, crazy. I would assume so. That's been their spot. Yeah, probably the, the bed look beat up. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it was been worn. Yeah. Did you take a picture. No, dude. Take a picture of every bed you find. Uh, it's in my mind. Like a normal person would call it a spank bank, probably. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be a bigger bed picture guy. Oh, all right, my bad. You can learn a lot about a bed just looking at it. You can see when there's aggressive well, time spent there. Yeah, this was an aggressive time spent yeah. bed. Um, I found a bed on a listing I had. <clears throat> I came in and cleaned it up. Found this bed off a of brushy, like overgrown, which was right next to where the people had a cabin. They hadn't taken care of it. Like, they hadn't been there this year to manage it at all. So, mm-hmm. it was like, four or five-foot-tall grass. So, there was a transition between the yard that had been mowed in the past but wasn't. And that first level, there was a transition of uh, a lot of buckthorn that had was probably in, like, whatever, the second stage of succession. So, like, that hadn't been managed, but you knew it had been an open field at some point in the last probably 20 years. And that bed was in that first that buckthorn but it was i bet it was buckthorn because i'm thinking of that property when you were describing it to me could because it's it's not like buckthorn in the woods but it's obviously buckthorn but there's a lot of other stuff growing up with it yeah so it's not choking everything out like it usually does Mm -hmm. but that is some impressive cover and stuff like that yeah and the problem is there's like on this chunk of public up there there's nowhere to put a stand yeah there's nowhere to get a saddle in there's it's just nothing like you're either ground hunting or not hunting yeah so i don't know how you probably took the only route that could get that close to me correct just blind luck (laughs) yeah but when you look at it from a map it does make sense i mean that first 
So all I mean, it's a so picture a big egg field coming into this point from the south to north. Hard fence line because it's a property line boundary. Running east to west. What was obviously some sort of pasture or whether it was an egg field that extended into it. Who knows? It was an opening at some point that was obvious on the map. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, I don't know, probably in that 20-year range. Yeah, I would say so. And Because there there is one pine tree in there. It actually might be a yeah, – it's, it's an evergreen tree. And it's probably like 15 feet tall. But just absolute brushy, like not a not a stand location type tree. And that is all part of a big point system. Correct. And they were on the inside edge, left side of a wrapping point. So they can hit all, they probably have beds in those different spots of where those points. It's like, it's like, um, we should look back at it more aggressively, but it's almost like they want that turn of a point, but they also want something else. Like they want a third thing. Like they don't want to be on that main point. They want to be in that first, like, kind of depression or some type of change behind it. Yeah, because they were absolutely not on the main point. Right. But they were like up in mm-hmm. and it was work they're working off that main point because that main point's probably like like that's their goal. To be up in there. Mm-hmm. Depending on the wind. They probably have about ninety percent of cover if they want. I wonder if they have like two spots like that too. They're like, hey We'd rather live on these two er- these two areas where we know ninety percent of the days we can bed in this forty acre section. And they have like two or three of them. That's how I that's how I can that's how I think about how you'll get them consistently for like two to three week periods, and then you lose them, get them back. It's about sure. like a two to three ro- yep. two to three week rotation. It seems like because I feel like they have these two three home like places that are tough to beat like the place we found in my uncle's last year it's like that's tough to beat and they're spending a lot of time in there yeah and they probably got one to two more of those right yep and i think it's i think it's in a circle i feel like that too i feel like there's and i but i don't know if that's because that's the way our landscape plays probably because we're always feeling like there's parallel wood lines to roadways because the roads were created along Topo lines, essentially. Right. And then you have all these these fingers running up, so you always identify the finger that connects to the next big wood lot. But I I do think it's legit. I think it's I think it's uh, I think I've I've had legit experience that they operate in wood systems, like wood lot systems, and they really don't like cutting corners in a big wood lot. Like from one big wood lot, like that wood lot is their home range. And another woodlot that is just a different thing. Totally different. And they're far away system. from where those two things connect in a simple way. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, How else do you explain my uncle's place where we have a road run down the middle and I just don't ever get bucks across that road? Right. But if you, tra- if you follow both those big giant woodlots back to where they converge, I know of bucks that I've had on that side of the road cross the road there, though, and get killed over there. But never where I hunt right across the road. That's the only way I can exp- I can think of that. Yeah, because they don't like crossing but that, that feels much like area right. uncovered. Yeah, and they're right. insane about it. Yeah. They must be. 
They must be that intense because yeah, all my that's that's why like if you can like if you have access to hunt the like most obvious way that a deer can get from big woods a to big woods b yeah that spot's going to be good year after year because they do not like to cross in the wide open that's obvious yeah. at least here they don't it's like it's like it's like stages and levels of when they accept it like i think right now they don't accept it literally they don't accept it unless it's gun season where they're so wildly pressured yep that they make crazy moves or the rut and then, because if you look at the MSU Deer Lab stuff, it, that, that supports it. They follow the structure of the main. It's like everything. Zoom out forty thousand feet. Look at the structure and look at how it's all forming. Deer follow it from that big zoomed out view, mm-hmm. and then zoom into sectors of your farm, and you can you can identify the same things. They're just edge creatures. They 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 be, can be controlled by just edge. I, you, they can be controlled by a mode trail where everything's the same and just mode. Because they're inherently lazy, I think. Which is, they're an animal. They want, to, they want to conserve as much energy as they possibly can. Yeah, that's they're how smart. they make it through yeah. the winter. That's why you're moving. That's why you have trails moving along topo lines. They're not going up and down all the time. But then you add in the fact that they're always, there's a ton of advantage of moving like that with the way scent is. So how do you think you're going to kill this buck? Because they, it is. It's a killer spot for them. Um, I think it's going to have to be calling the buck in or shooting it with a gun or getting really lucky on the ground with a bow. Yeah. Like you just happen to be sitting on the ground staring at the same 20-yard stretch of trail on the downwind side of it one morning. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I maybe think those are my legit three options. That hardwood line and the inside edge of that CRP and thick stuff at some point you think would have something during like the rut maybe everything's sent checking below it could be but it'd be one of those things you maybe would sit there for five days and see nothing correct that's a tough spot there is a there is a shoot like that buck probably is taking that route twice between November 1st and November 18th in daylight Mm mm-hmm He's in a skim and the bottom edge and of I'm, that. And I'm curious about the bu- the buck that I didn't see. I'm assuming that it was a buck. Because I know that there was two deer. Like, and fair, fair assumption. It'd be weird, weird if a doe, if that was Correct. And, like, like, did I, did I get seen by the bigger of the two bucks? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, like, choosing to believe right now. Well, it's one of those spots that there's some nasty deer that live there. Mm-hmm. It's not hunted much. It's overlooked because it's next to them, you know. I want to give away too much. I mean, if you went and found this from this. Good on, good on you. Honestly, You're a genius. And good luck, honestly, because it's, it's a small piece, and if a bunch of people run in there, you're going to blow it up. Right. Most likely. But I just don't think it gets hunted much. That's the thing. Correct. I've never seen a vehicle park there. Yeah, I have, but I don't know if I, if they're hunting a diff. Like there is a piece a little yeah. bit further down they yeah. could be hunting, or if it's people fishing or what the deal is. Right. Or if there's always like a drunk guy from the night before that gets stopped right around. There. <laughs> that's also that's <laughs> that's also an option. 
Yeah, that's what I'm always thinking. See, ro- see cars parked on a road early in the morning, like when I wake up and I go for drives, like on a Saturday or Sunday morning. I'm like, ooh, are you hunting or did you get pinched last night? <laughs> <laughs> Weston, what do you think about that? Just silent, silent guy over there, huh? Well, silent just, Sam. You guys have obviously had conversations about this area, and I was just listening. <clears throat> yeah, we had a pretty big conversation about it because he fucking busted me hunting there. He just like drove by and saw my truck and was yeah. like, "Ooh, what are you doing, freak?" Yeah. No, he told me that, and then well, I was like yeah. going to cheer him on. Well, I, I drove th- by like I think three it, times. I think it was funnier being that you busted me, <laughs> but whatever. Gotcha. No, man. No, that's. Uh... I'm telling you, it takes a ton. Of, it takes a ton to get out there and do that, where you're yeah. just going in blind places like that. It's yeah. awesome. But it will most likely turn out at some point. It's a, it's literally a battle of mental willpower. How many times can you go somewhere, and sit and see nothing, get skunked? Before you finally before it, it will inevitably pay off. It might be three years. Who knows? <laughs> right. But no, Jed's it's... he's on your – he did it legit. He, he was on it last year too. So you're into year two now of – just putting boots on the ground on public. And, like, when you really think about it, what a shit morning to be out. I, thought, I mean, it was, it like, was, 70 degrees almost. Wouldn't even have considered it. Right. And I would not have considered hunting, like, a private good spot that morning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so unless you were just willing to go out and just beat feet on random shit, like, y- you weren't going hunting that yeah, day. Yeah, you got to have that itch to just want to hunt. I don't give a f- I don't care what happens. Right. Even though, and I think people have that a lot. Cause but, yeah, public is awesome for that. It is. But what is that? I mean, it's one of. Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of terrible experiences. 50 times probably in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. you and I, we, the days we've done public stuff, is like we haven't even stumbled. We barely stumbled upon a deer ever. <laughs> but it's also one of the things you do it more and then it's going to start happening more too. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. You're just going to get better at yeah. it. Small like, improvements that you don't notice over time. And then all of a sudden you're like, geez, I had like three encounters in a week. Right. Yeah. Like when I started, it's like, Ooh, I don't know. There's some deer tracks on this trail, you know? And then I was just like, yeah, no, I know the difference now between like legit, like constant deer being here and, yeah, there's been a deer here a few times. I'm starting to really question what sign means, too. It's just something that, like, I know there's bucks in areas because of trail cameras. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you just, uh, there is not obvious sign around there. And then you hear about people talking about how they kill bucks around their bedding area. And there wasn't an inch of sign forever, for forever. I just wonder how, like, people, you know, the personality thing is so real. Like the personality deer. of the deer. Yeah. So it's like, like everyone's doing something different. Yeah, I think I think making sign is a personality trait in a deer. Well, I don't think we can call it a personality trait if it's of a deer. Why? It's a deernality trait. Because deers aren't persons. Um, how do you want to pronounce that? Deernality. Deernality. Deer-nality. Deer-nality, yeah. Deer-nality. Yeah. Deer-nality. Kind of like buck-nality. 
Oh, there you go. Well, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, but I mean, that's pretty like gender specific. I don't know if we should be doing that in 2021. Are we not studying aggressively what a buck does? I understand what does do. Those, if they want, they'll they just stay home forever. They'll hang out in that 20 acre piece. And they, I think they bed in the same place. Like, Seven, I think they eight? have like one place. You think one. And then they have a couple other offshoots that are like So emergency. what's your percentage? What's your percentage? Eighty percent. They're on the same knob throughout the year of days. Hmm. They get bumped around more, obviously. Right now, see everything is. Uh, I, All right, buccanality. It is. <clears throat> I try to think of it like this: they're doing things the way they want to do things for ten months out of the year. We introduce ourselves for two months, and they have hormone issues for for one month of that. Yeah. So there's just a lot of variables. They're doing something pretty standard and straight up most of the year. But they just get in on what that is. <laughs> and it, usually it's like. Because the does are just. They seem very consistent. Yeah. Unless they get moved. But they also take more to get moved. I feel like. But I've definitely scared. I've definitely bumped doe groups enough where they don't show up for a while. And if you're doing that, I mean, you're way in over your head, I think. I mean, you're way too far. Way too much pressure there. If you bump doe groups off of where you're hunting, the buck groups were gone six times ago. Because <laughs> I think it takes a lot to bump does off there. If you have doe in an area and you're seeing doe, and you stop seeing them, you have, a, like, a problem. I mean, I've seen them move food sources before, but I don't want to. That's also on us, too. Like, do you, are you giving them stuff that can carry them through? Because they won't leave if they don't have to. Yeah, I got a little, little uh, almost daylight picture last night of the buck we've... Uh, we named Curly in a spot that that's the spot, man. Mm-hmm. That's the spot that's going to kill something. There's a chance if we get good enough west wind tomorrow, I might slip down in there. We're getting pictures from that camera right now. Is it him? A group of doe went through a half hour ago. I also got the first daylight picture of a buck that I have been only getting night pictures of. Oh, but a lot of deer are moving early tonight. We already have the first pictures I got were at 4.50. We've had consistent deer movement now for almost an hour, about 5.50 right now, 5.40. Yeah, I had – so I had had legit daylight – photo from one of my non-cell cams that I pulled a card on um, a bachelor group I have like a decent like 145 nine pointer that showed up that I think I have a decent idea where he where he was at last year he'd be hard to he would be uh four yeah he's four so now I've gained he's one of the ones I you know one of the three-year-olds I saw last year but I'm still missing a few of them but I had a little rumor mill thing action happen to me today. Uh-oh. Someone goes, I heard there was a giant eight-pointer out 
by your place like one like a massive one like the biggest one like one of the bigger just pure eight pointers people have seen like well i haven't seen that on my camera we're talking about 200 yards away from here probably well maybe 400 had a remember that just straight up big framed eight i had last year not specifically. Well, do you remember Weston? Mm-mm. I did have one. Then he lost his brow tines, and then I, I, I saw him a bunch. Oh, yeah. I saw him, like, in town. And... Yeah, you saw him on your way to your parents' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that pasture. Yeah. Very easily, like, yeah. And as far as I know, I got him late last year, and he survived. So it could be him. It could be. And he would have. If he did what this, what, what Curly did. Blew up. He'd be an awesome deer because yep. he would be. He'd be a giant. I mean, he's probably pushing 130, 135 last year as an eight, but he just didn't have much mass. And yeah, if you just keep going on that route, maybe because someone, the Dude, words 168 were tossed around, which I'm like, let's remember what that is. Yeah. That's an aggressive deer. A 168 eight pointer. Yeah, even 150. That's aggressive. I always give I always give fifty. I always give people ten points. Yeah, ten inches. Ten inches at least. Yep. So the word was one sixty. I'd be like one fifty then. Yep. Wow. Still. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) Deal. Yeah, that means we're dealing with that guy that. Yeah. My old eight friend. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy I wounded. A lot of people look at him. He was he, and he was right around that 150, probably eight, and he was a uh, giant. Yeah, 158 is big. Yeah, very. A 148 is big. Well, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I mean, you're talking like 150s. That's yeah. Your normal eight pointer is probably 120, 125. Yeah. At maturity, four, four, five year old, just normal eight pointer from whatever, five, six inch tine length. Two inch brows. <laughs> I mean, then you have that breed of the wide eight. Yeah. The wide and stubby eight. Or the wide and stubby ten. They don't seem to ever be a nine. They usually don't have anything going on in their head weird except the fact they're stubby and they're wide. Not as cool as a wide six. No, God, no, nothing is. That's that's what this buck was that I had an encounter with was a wide, heavy, stubby, <clears throat> either eleven or twelve pointer. Nice. God, they're cool deer. Oh yeah. Heavy and just short ass tines. All the short dark, stubby. Real dark. No oh. white. Short stubby deer I've shot are fatties, heaviest deer yeah. I've ever shot. Oh yeah. Shot that two hundred and thirty pounder dressed. He probably was like 115 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Right there. Yep. He oh, might not even be 115. He's got a broken. He's got a broken three. He is only an eight, right, Weston? Yep. Yeah. Oh God, he's no. only like no. He's got a he's got a cheater nine. He's got a cheater nine. He's a nine. Then I lied. You shot that one with your gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got long beams. With the nar. He does have long beams. No. Nope. That one I shot. It was a family drive. The one with Jared is. 
not out here. Oh. Unless it's that one. No. Right Might yeah. be. No. He's it, inside, I think. Maybe. No. <laughs> maybe. I think so. Because I don't see him. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I, f- I feel like... So I've been like piling over my old um, pictures from last year to see like what was happening right around this time, and things were things picked up at the, like the end of September, like I just had, where I just got new bucks onto the farm essentially, and then they started flirting with daylight first week of October, which they are doing right now. We just had way better weather last October. So much better. I mean, it's now, hot I'm not and complaining muggy. about this weather. But I'm wearing flip-flops right now. Yeah, I'm in a t-shirt, and I'm not and cold. And it's October 4th. 67 degrees out. And it feels worse. And it's been one of the cooler days recently. Last week sucked. We were doing 80s. That was dumb. So, if I had to pick, the big reason I'm thinking about Tuesday. So, we have a, we're on, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're on, we're on an uptick of, of pressure. And tops out Wednesday. I'm possibly thinking about tomorrow, Tuesday, because we're getting a. This is showing an east wind tomorrow afternoon. Man, I thought that was was supposed to be a west wind. I mean, north, north. We've had a lot of north the last two days. I don't feel right about doing a north yet. Then when. So we have Tuesday 70, Wednesday 73, Thursday, Friday 70. We have 70s through next Monday. And then it's 68, 69, 70 again. We're going to hit November without a frost. I Honestly, I'm going to be fine with it. I'm not complaining about stuff like that. Because my farming side, I'm having a good, good fall. And <laughs> when, when was the last time we had a, like, no freeze October? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't even remember a no freeze September. Yeah. Much less a no freeze October. No, I think we're way ahead of what we're usually at right now. Because the last few. We're miles ahead. Last few years, the first week of October have been pretty cold. Snow. Yeah. Every year. You went to Wyoming three years ago. Three years ago. And it's been. It was like October 14th that year, October 11th last year. Yeah, and I don't and remember the year in between, but I'm pretty sure we had a early October it's, snow it's, then too. This is crazy because it's going to do a lot of weird stuff. That's why I'm going to go out tomorrow. Usually, if you told me on October 5th and it was going to be 70, would I be hunting? And I'd say probably not. But we're going to be having 70s for the next foreseeable future here. Mm-hmm. 77 Saturday again. Yeah. So the days to hunt are just, would be this this week while well, this pressure's rising, and then everything's going to taper off. You have, we're supposed to have some type of rain Thursday, Friday, so maybe Saturday if it comes out. But Saturday's supposed to be 77. You know, maybe Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. It's just we're dealing with some odd weather for this time. Have you been thinking about that, John? About how fucked up the weather pattern is right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to jinx it because, I, like I said, I mean, I still got grass growing. I still got clover growing. Now on my Weather Channel app, we're up into October 18th where there will not be a high less than 65, and there will not be a low lower than 45. That's insane. Yeah, it's weird. 
That's a really weird. I remember, well, like, I mean, when we get, when, when, I'm telling you guys right now, hold your goddamn britches, and it might even be worth a day off. I know you're going to Wyoming, but it, Weston, with how long this is gonna be, when we get that, that first cold snap, it is going to be psychotic. Yeah. And the, maybe the rut. I don't know. This is crazy though. But I'll tell you right now, that first cold snap. That first day where you get 45 as a high, and it's getting down to 25 or 30, coming off of a rain or a snow, that shit's going to be electric. Because this is a long, sustained warmth here with not much change in the weather. And honestly, now I'm kick, I'm kicking myself for not getting out there that first weekend. Because that was the best, that was the for best sure. weather switch yeah. by far. But I always look at that first week of October, I'm like, because we've had it now for three consecutive years where we've had a big weather event mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. And I've, I've seen good bucks. They've been all over cameras, but we did not get that. And we're blowing right through. We're blowing into pre rut with this October 18th. That means we're what? So I see 60 still for that. <laughs> so we're going to slip into the twenties then. Whew. What's what's next Wednesday? It's the fourth, thirteenth. I mean, yeah, still seventy, then. Yeah, and that's common. It's not like it's warming up to seventy. No, it's like it's so stagnant. The weather's so stagnant now for the next foreseeable future, and we've had a week of it now. Yeah. So we're gonna be doing same literally thing for three week. to four weeks of stagnant warmth. When it gets cold for the first time, shit will break loose. I'd focus on water. Green shit is growing well. They're off the beans. Beans are brown around us. Have you seen anything on beans? No. But you're going to be seeing cut cornfields coming. There's a lot more of that. They'll probably pile into them, but there's not any coldness. But that's probably going to be tough, too. If you give me a cut cornfield and it drop into the 20s, they'll be all over it that night. They're gonna be all over it. It might be. It might be nighttime. Right. It'll be. It'll be fun to see, because you you might get a wild little spree of pre rut whenever it gets cold. What? Nothing. We liked your uh, spree usage there. Yeah, you like that word? Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. The uh, the nice buck that I saw. Two Sundays ago, just had bark hanging off his brow tines. Nice. Ripping trees. I didn't see much sign, though. Honestly, actually quite a bit. Jared and I went and hung a tree stand uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning after after the hunt. And uh, a lot of rubs and scrapes out there. More scrapes than rubs, but... Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I went for, uh, set up a couple cameras, and there was quite a few scrapes that had just opened up, because I had been... And big I mean, ones, I, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not talking just, like, little, In like, an area I hadn't been for... Paper I mean, plate-sized. It had been a couple weeks, but... They were definitely not there. Yeah, I'm talking like truck hood sized scrapes. Yeah, big ones. Yeah. 
You missing anything, guys? We're starting to ramp up. What? I said it's going to start to ramp up. Oh, I said we should start to wrap it up. No. You got no. an issue with how long this podcast <laughs> is going, bro? No, not at all. Did I miss right. anything? No. All right. Week four, another warm one. I think maybe if you're available, observation type stands, unless you have a daylighter. Like, if I didn't have a daylight picture, I don't know. I'm hoping to get a daylight picture of Curly tonight because it's tough. It's tough because the stand that I would sit is kind of aggressive. We'll see. So, good luck hunting. Talk to you guys later.